Welcome to Living a Life Through Books. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, and thank you for joining us. Today's Closet Conversations is going to be eclectic, at least I feel that way. Our guest, Claire Newton, is a publisher, an author, a playwright, and just to throw in a wrench in the works, she's also made the Guinness Book of World Records. Well, she'll tell us about all of that and more. As always, this conversation is broken into four parts. This is part two of our conversation with Claire Newton. Amazon, the most important for all publishers, they don't even have a proper stand at the book fair. You know, it's just like, why don't you train people? It's phenomenally ridiculous that they you know, can't even grace us with a, an appearance to do workshops, you know, at, at the London Fair, the London Book Fair. If somebody should whack them over the knuckles with a ruler. <laughs> Someone should be like, hey, Amazon, come over, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. They do it in America, but why not Britain? We're, you know, we're the second market behind America, and then we got, you know, Australia and Canada, and they're probably in just as frustrated um, not to get the support from it's not as if it's going to cost them a lot of money considering they're a trillion pound or trillion dollar company you know it's chicken feed (laughs) right I did not realize that I didn't realize that Amazon didn't come over to London or Australia yeah yeah that's right they might sponsor a stand or sponsor someone else but what we really need is a, is really a proper book conference where Amazon um, and they might team up with the other um, print on demand companies and do proper sort of um, workshop combinations in the fair, you know, so we can learn, at, you know, and catch up um, and develop it. I mean, that's where we need a sort of what an alternative book fair. <laughs> A publishing book fair. Yes, yeah. Well, the book fair, I suppose the book fair is, is is primarily about publishers and authors. It's so different. Mm-hmm. The worlds are so different. The publisher yeah. versus the author. So I've been on live theater, as you know, and it's yeah. kind of like I've, I've acted on stage and that's the actor and then you have the director And then there are times Mm. I direct it and it's a very different perspective and a view. And that's how I feel with a publisher Mm. and an author, because a publisher is looking at a book through very different lenses versus the author. And it's very hard for the author to look at their book through a different lens because a book is very personal to an author. We, mm. we hold on to it so dearly. If someone were to say, oh, fix this, or this is not right, you take it personally. You're like, wait, this is my lifeblood. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I suppose I'm quite lucky in, in many ways that I'm not just publishing and come from the design field, but I am now. I can officially say I'm a published author. <laughs> Woohoo! Tell me, you are a published author. I am a published author. Yes, yes. Um, I have what's it? Um, Little London Adventures and Cockney Cur- 
Curiosities, um, which is a photographic short story book. So I've done these nice, fun, uh, contemporary urban phot photographs and then mixed it with the short stories, historical stories. And I'm so pleased because I've managed to get it into, what's it, five bookshops and the very special uh, photographic gallery, which is where it's kind of like an accolade in London or, or probably in Britain for photographers to get their work in the photographic gallery. And um, I'm really pleased they're, they're stocking quite a few of my books there as a great endorsement. Um, and then Somerset House, which is the host of the uh, London Photographic Fair, which is it's a bit like the Freeze Fair, but for photographs, it's really quite high um, in the sort of world of photography. And uh, Somerset House, who host it, um, have a very specialist photographic bookshop and they've got my books. So it's like, oh, yeah, a lot of <laughs> getting it out there. But then I've written a crime thriller, <laughs> which is, and now I've got to save up for it to be edited. <laughs> you have written a crime thriller? Yeah, yeah, about 120,000 words. So, um, it's a, it, I mean, that actually, that's quite interesting because that came out of a play. Um, like you, I really enjoy the theatre Many, many years ago, I did um, Edinburgh Festival, I think about nine years on the trot. And each time we had five day breaks with about nine plays a day. I mean, we're really packing it in. But it's so important for this kind of cultural understanding and story understanding. So um, learning about the craft of words, it's just been fantastic experience you know doing these plays and understanding it and and sort of writing and the emotional side of writing myself for sort of in-depth it's kind of faction it's it's fiction based on truth you know huge amount of research to get it absolutely right um I've still got a bit of work on the characters to do but um later on when I can sort of um get some time to myself I'll I'll finish it and then uh, get an editor to go through it. But I like that crossover because I can emotionally engage with each author and have a separate hat to then guide them into the world of commercial, so gently pull them towards the sort of commercial side. Because a writer, I know, you, you get so involved and it does become so personal that it's very hard to accept outside people's thoughts and opinions. And really, you have to then separate yourself uh, to be more commercial so that you retune it to get the very best out of those works. And that's where I think the very successful authors are. They, they manage to let go of that personal study and focus on delivering a piece that can then be picked up and enjoyed by a very broad audience. And now with this kind of new era of publishing, it, we have to focus on the global. We can't focus on the, the local with our stories and plays. You know, 
plays and poetry, it's all the same. You have to think broader in delivering that piece of work, you know, successfully. Yes, but the only issue with something like that is saturation, especially with plays. So many playwrights and the market is saturated, especially mm. places like London or Chicago or New York. If mm-hmm. you write up, there's, you, there's so many playwrights and you write a play and it takes, I don't know what it would take to get a play produced. It has mm-hmm. to be phenomenal. Absolutely. And the cost of it and funding. And I suppose because of that, that in itself ends up culling chaff and, you know, getting rid of chaff because if person, if a playwright is not committed and finding their own investment, that in this, in itself is um, a gate um, and actually reduces the saturation to a certain degree. But yes, um, because of the internet, really, it, it has become a global overload um, of information. And yes, it probably will become a lot harder. We're having to keep on evolving and finding different ways. Over in London, we get these pop-up theatres where uh-huh. a bunch of students, you know, they'll, they'll rent out a pub and um you know for a few quid a night and sell their tickets for a fiver or something and get their play out you know just get it out it's entertainment we do have an ad infinite amount of time you know one day for a play um to get it make sure they market it well um i've i've written a, a play and i put it on at the savoy um <laughs> What's it? Empress for tea. Wow. You're, you're a published, published author, published playwright. Wow. Produced playwright. I did. Yeah, I did. It was it was a great experience, actually. It was just after the um, all the hype we had at um, London Olympics. And um, there was this kind of like you felt the sort of the, the atmosphere or, you know, the after party feeling, you know, every, there was nothing else to look forward to. And so <laughs> I just decided to write a play. And then I got three composers to write me music. Um, what do you call it? It's a perform- what's it? performance art. So it had, okay. it's based around a poetic narrative. And then had uh, had 17 actors, so it's a mixture of uh, 50-50 actors and dancers. 17 um, and then I... actors? That's a lot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a full it, production. It was a full production. Um, that's why I persuaded the Savoy to let me put it on there. <laughs> and how did it go? Oh, it was a sellout. It was a sellout. It was really satisfying, but it's bloody hard work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I think it was so brilliant because it was so global in its making. Um, I had I had one a Venezuelan composer, so I was we were skyping for you know he was in Brazil, 
and I had this very talented, oh gosh, yeah, I've forgotten all this, a very talented violinist who had come over from South Korea and she was a protégé and she was about to go into uh, the Barbican and uh, the Royal, Royal or, or she just finished at the Royal Albert Hall and she was twiddling her thumbs and <laughs> somehow I managed to link up with her. And I got this Brazilian um, composer to write music over Skype while she would play it and he would then keep conjuring and crafting the notes so that we get this amazing piece of music to fit to a particular poem um, or p part of the poem of the, in, the, in the story. And it was just like in the kitchen. <laughs> it was so superb. And then, That's you know, crazy. It was. There might be we might have to work over late and craft because I had to craft the music to fit the narrative, absolutely note for note. So we might have sleepovers in the kitchen or in the sitting room. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Pillows and duvets and <laughs> sleeping bags all over the, <laughs> in the carpet so that we could work, you know, until we dropped, you know, getting this production absolutely right, you know, it was wonderful. And then I intersected some, um, was it 17th century Spanish poems into it. And I have a, I did Spanish poems, I did old French poems and one German poem. And in the cast, I matched match the poems to the people that I had so I had this wonderful Spanish lady who's tall and willowy reciting this 17th century Spanish poem it took her ages to learn it because the language is you know it's so complex it's sort of understanding kind of like Shakespeare or um, Pe uh, what's it Peeps from Peeps diary the, the this language in, intricacy uh, and pronunciation. We even had to go on the internet to get the pronunciations right. And she's Spanish. <laughs> you know, it was absolutely brilliant. You know, so when it came all together, it was the most beautiful experience. And thank goodness I found some filming editor, filming volunteer who filmed and videoed it. Because it was just, you know, once in a lifetime kind of moment. It was crazy and a huge amount of production time to, to make it. I think we had, um, must have had about 12 rehearsals. And those rehearsals, we had to scrounge um, church halls. And there was a wonderful lady who let us use her um, gymnasium. And we ended up towards the back end. We needed two rehearsals a week because... It's not just reciting words, but actually it's performance related. It was dancing and music and the music had to work in sync with every item of poem and dance. So it was, it was a very complex but beautiful piece of art, you know. That's <laughs> and it was so just, great. Oh, it was, it was, you know. And, you know, I managed to persuade the Savoy, you know, to let me put it on there. And it was just like I needed the Savoy because if these 17 actors are all giving my their time voluntarily, it needed to be something 
really special and high grade for them. Right. So this just wasn't um, something in the in the local park. This was a really beautiful production in a beautiful place. <laughs> you know? And very pre extremely prestigious place, you know. It's just like I think uh, one of the actors I think saw royalty. <laughs> I think it was the uh, Princess of Sweden or something coming coming out when they were going into to uh, rehearse <laughs> wow that's that's just wow phenomenal congratulations this is like i feel like i'm talking to royalty or something i feel like i'm talking to some famous person and i don't even know it i'm just like hey how's it going and you're kind of like i'm super famous here you just don't know it <laughs> well I do I do my crazy things yes <laughs> well I do know mm. I do happen to know that you are a Guinness Book of World Records holder <laughs> yes yes um I made a record I didn't break it I made a record <laughs> you made a record okay I was the first um that that was really funny because when the Olympics came to London and we first heard about it in 2007, there was a huge amount of hype, as you can imagine. And, you know, there's a massive, great new Olympic committee all set up in London. What do they call it? ODA and the LDA. And they all set up their bodies. You know, this is going to be the greatest thing England's ever seen. And uh, all this investment and this, that and the other. And then they have these workshops all around what they call the Five Host Boroughs, which is all around the East End of London. Uh -huh. It was a terrible poverty. I mean, it still is. Newham still is one of the sort of poorest on the map in uh, Britain. And uh, so they thought, you know, the investment could come in and job opportunities and opportunities for artists. So I thought, oh, great. At last we can get some investment because the whole time as an artist, you're fighting funding. They're just so mean in this country. two rounds of sandwiches or something right there you go <laughs> i know i know i mean they are so mean over here and that's it for this time join me tomorrow for part three you can reach me through living a life through books on instagram or facebook my email is living a life through books at gmail.com feel free to contact me there claire is on instagram her handle is happy london press Go on and follow her. I'm going to cut this short. This is Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time. <laughs>